Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Saturday, which means, thank goodness, the football is back today. It's been too long, hasn't it? I've been spending my evening staring at my Euro 2020 wall chart, counting down the hours until football is back on our screens. And tonight, I have my wish. Hello and welcome to the official England podcast. As ever, we've got an absolutely jam-packed show for you to look forward to. You know the score by now. I'm Adam Smith, here to guide you through everything that's been happening in the England camp over the last 24 hours. Things are really starting to hot up in the tournament. We are finally at the knockout stages. Of course, this show's always been knockout since episode one, and today is no different. Want to know more? Sure, here's what's in store. We'll be speaking to Josh Denzel to get all the very latest from inside the camp. 100%. Like the, the first thing he says, obviously, came on, got the assist, but I wanted to do more. And it's that mentality. that, that It's like a winning mentality. It's a, it's a never-say-die attitude. And hearing from Jack Grealish, who is his guest on yesterday's Lion's Den. No, I just one day I just looked at his foot and I was like, bro, how big is your foot? <laughs> Declan Rice spoke to the media at the press conference yesterday. A lot of top sides conceded a lot of goals. Um, and if you want to carry on winning this tournament, if you want to go on to win this tournament, you know, you need to have zeros. I spoke exclusively to Sam Johnston as we look ahead to that massive fixture on Tuesday. We get up, we have our breakfast, and then we have um, a team meeting and we go through clips of, of Germany. Um, and then we we go over to the, the training facilities and, and get ready for training warm up in the gym and then we're, we're out on the pitch and speaking of that huge match against Germany I also spoke with German football writer Uli Hesse who filled us in on everything that's being said about this game in the German press it has happened before every game and will happen before the England game everybody will say well, where do we put Joshua Kimmich First up, as always, let's get you up to speed with all the latest from St George's Park. 24 players trained with Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell still in isolation. It's sounding like a very happy camp as we get ever closer to that massive game on Tuesday. One man who will be keeping his cool in the run-up is Declan Rice. And here's what he had to say to the media yesterday. I've obviously had the responsibility this season of of taking the armband at West Ham instead of Noble when he hasn't been playing um, and I've just tried to learn off him. At, if um, tried to learn off him at every opportunity, um, and then when I come here, you know, you've obviously got H and Jordan Henderson, but the vocal vocal side of the game is so important because when you're on the pitch, I think, you know, if you're not communicating with each other, if you're not helping each other out, you know, if you're quiet out there, you know, an extra voice is going to help. You know, it's going to help your teammates. So I think it's important to impose your character and personality on the pitch, and that's what I try to do. It's hard to say a mark. I don't want to come up here and give ourselves a mark for a, for, for the team. Um, 
I think if you look at the three performances, Croatia, 1-0, clean sheet. Obviously, Scotland game was really tough. Um, you know, they, they come out so far, so quick and obviously stopped our game plan. Um, but that was another clean sheet. And then the other day was a 1-0 comfortable victory. It could have been more with another clean sheet. So we've looked really solid. You know, there's been a few top sides in the tournament that have conceded goals. Um, and we, we're yet to do that. You know, we're solid. You know, we're strong. We know what we're going out there to do. And I think now as the rounds are going to go on, I think we're going to keep progressing and get better. You know, we was top of the group. We didn't concede a goal, uh, which, was, which was massive. And like I said, a lot of top sides conceded a lot of goals. Um, and if you want to carry on winning this tournament, if you want to go on to win this tournament... You know, you need to have zeros. You know, you need to stop the ball going in the back of the net. But of course, we need to flourish at the top end as well. And we've got that world-class talent who have shown that all season. Like H at Spurs, Phil, Raz, Jack. You know, we've got, we've got the players to go out there and progress and, and start to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, no, nah, Jack, we know what Jack does. I think there's been so much talk about, about him and him playing. Um, I see him every day in training. You know, he's so technical, so comfortable, you know, receives the ball in tight spaces. And he's a key player for us, whether he starts or comes off the bench. You know, his mentality is always the same. And I think that's key. At a tournament, you need to have a squad of players um, that can come on and, you know, really change a game if they're not starting or if they're starting, really make an impact from the start. So that's why it's important that, to have a good squad. For me, when I go out to football pitch, I don't, I don't need any inspiration to go out there. Like I'm, I'm blessed to be out there in the first place. You know, I'm, I'm living the dream, which I've wanted to do as a kid. You know, me... Having even the thought of going to play Germany at a European tournament for England is, is crazy. So that is my inspiration to go out there and, and just have, you know, no, no regrets and, and just give it everything I've got. We've always had the same game plan. You know, nothing's, nothing's ever changed. You know, in the 20 games that I've played with England, we've always had the same, the same mentality to keep the ball, to pass the ball and obviously to put the ball in the back of the net. My first couple of first probably 10, 15 games for England, we was winning games three, four, five nils. Obviously recently it's dried up and of course with players like we've got, world-class talent at the top of the end, top end of the field, of course, that's going to be spoken about. There's going to be concerns from, from the fans, from, from pundits, from the public. But like I said, I'm sure that's going to start to come. You know, there's not been no negativity in training. You know, no one's down on confidence. It's just a thing at the moment where sometimes the ball just isn't going in the back of the net. But I can assure you that everyone's working as hard as possible on the training field. You know, we're doing finishing drills. We're doing attacking, uh, attacking sets of play. Um, and I'm sure that will all fall together in the game. Right, joining me on the podcast now, he is the ant to my deck, the Barney Rubble to my Fred Flintstone, the Bugs Bunny to my Daffy Duck, and the Beavers to my Butthead. It's my England colleague and presenter of Lions Den, Josh Denzel. Josh, how are you? I gave you Beavers and me Butthead, by the way. I respect it. I, I, these are getting better. I didn't think they could get better after last week, and they're improving and improving. I, I love it. I, I, this is the main reason why I come on the podcast, Nicky, is just to hear the intros. Just for the intros, right. Well, thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you tomorrow. The intro's done. <laughs> uh, of course, I, we've got to talk lines then. You had Jack Grealish on today. Uh, he must yes. be in great spirits, mate. Top man, Jack, and he? JG7 was in fine form. Like, the weather couldn't stop us. We had a, a torrential storm, saw, and we were obviously yeah. shooting outside of lines then. But he come over, and he was on the uh it was on the golf buggy that they used to get around and he is uh he, he was in good spirits he was smiling ear to ear as usual and you also had the manor one i'm a big fan of the manor i know those lads as well um and they've written a song called jack Grealish, and you had the manor on with jack Grealish. i mean what a collaboration that is it's unbelievable. We we had this big plan to have this like summer show, so it was like I beef her via SGP, but it didn't quite work out like that. But the man, like you know, I, I know the man from, from from back in the day. Like yeah. I used to listen to them a lot, and he was saying that he actually found out um, about the song through his uh, his cousin who lives in Australia. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, Do you know what, if they've written a song about him, 
that we've got to get them on. They're huge England fans, a huge football fan. So yeah. it was a good link up and they just got on really well. You know what I mean? It's, it's like normal people having a, a normal football conversation. So it was a nice way to start the show. Yeah, it's really nice to get them on. And what we've done now is because it was a really enjoyable show, actually, we're going to um, play some of the clips in and just get your thoughts on some of that conversation you had with Jack. So first up, let's hear from Jack talking about just what it meant for him to get on the pitch against the Czech Republic. Yeah, no, it was obviously the perfect, um, the perfect start. You know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out there and and just, you know, make an impact on the game, uh, whether that be a goal or an assist. Um, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm paid to do. You know, so uh, I obviously got the assist early on. I still think I could have added a little bit more, got involved in the game a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, hopefully, you know, I've I've um, done myself um, justice. We had Raz on the show yesterday and he said that we had to, he had to rate what was his favourite assist, either your, your cross or Calvin Phillips. And he said, uh, he said Calvin Phillips actually meant to pass it to me and Jack just dinked it to the back post. I, mean, I, I want to get a little bit of a comeback from, from you Is there. Is that what he says? That's yeah. what he said. That was live, live on lines then. Oh, Raz, I am passing to you again. <laughs> yeah, Josh, what I loved about that was he said it was the perfect start but went on to say he still thinks he could have added a bit more. A lot of these players are saying that, that they've got big ambitions, always looking to improve. It's, it's really nice to hear that, isn't it? 100%. Like the, the first thing he says, obviously, came on, got the assist, but I wanted to do more. And it's that mentality that, that it's like a winning mentality. It's a, it's a never say die attitude. Like it's, it's amazing because I'm coming, I, if, I, if I perform like that, I come off the pitch and say, job done. Yeah. But these guys are like, oh man, I only got one assist and oh, I, I would like to score. I'd like to get involved in the game more. And there's, there's me watching it as a fan thinking, oh, you've done more than enough. But that's the difference between these top, top level players and, us sitting at home. <laughs> so true. I also liked as well, he spoke about his family a lot, which which was really sort of quite heartwarming. Um, he spoke about just what his family means to him and also what I really loved, a special song that his dad <laughs> used to play in the car. Take a listen to this. Do you know the tune, um, You're a Superstar? Go on, sing it. Nah. <laughs> you know what tune I'm on about, surely? Yeah, yeah, I do. Is you singing? Nah, yeah, nah, you ain't getting me back here, bro. Uh, you know what tune I'm on about, though, nah? Yeah, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it played out on the speaker somewhere. Every night, you're a superstar. So when I was young, yeah, I used to like go to games and stuff, and my dad used to play that to me. Okay, he used yeah. to put it on in the car, and um, he'd play it, and I'd be in the back, and he used to just tell yeah. me that I'm a superstar. And <laughs> oh, blah, blah. So like, just I don't know that song. It reminds me of my dad a little bit, but then um, I don't know. I just like like watching watching stuff like that or well, listening to stuff like that sorry when I'm when I'm watching my football videos how nice is it to be able to be performing at this level and have them watch you here playing for your country with the yeah. number 7 shirt yeah no it's unbelievable um you know it's it's nice for them because it's different as well because they they're used to watching me you know, at Villa and stuff um uh, but you know when you when you come and do it for you for your country you know it's different yeah. really isn't it and obviously since since the start of this season, obviously we haven't had fans in, so so they haven't seen it yet. You know they've been watching my England games at home on the TV. Whereas if if fans were allowed, then there would have been, yeah. you know, especially my dad. You know he would have travelled everywhere to come and watch me. Um, so yeah, you know it's they've been to all three of the games now. Um, all of them actually know where they sit now in in, in Wembley. <laughs> Should so. you look out for them? Maybe? Yeah, no, of course, give them a little wave and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know it's obviously. A lovely moment for me, you know, to make them make them that proud when uh, when they're watching the sun um, play for England. Yeah, it was class that. And Josh, I love the fact that you <laughs> tried to get him to sing. I know. You're a superstar. And he sort of did, didn't he? Sort of hummed it a bit. I, I got a hum out of him. <laughs> yeah, did, like, yeah, it was it was it was one of them ones where I thought he goes, you know what that song's like, and I'm not, I know what the song goes like, and then I thought. 
Jack, you, you, you let us know. And he, he, st- he went, no way. And then I was like, he's like, no, you know it, don't you? And I was like, yeah. nah. And then he started, but it's good. You can tell that he was like thinking back to those memories of being in the backseat of the car, yeah. going to football a, a, as a young kid. And he still has those memories and he, st- he still plays like he's that young kid. And it's, it's unbelievable that, that these are the kind of things that shape you as a player. Yeah. This type of stuff that might happen when you were seven, eight, nine, ten, shape you as a you know a twenty-five-year-old playing for your country. And it's interesting as well. And it sounds like an obvious thing to say because obviously, of course, he's going to have great relations with with his family. But he spoke about his dad a lot, didn't he? And what it means. I mean, his dad mm. is a real role model to him, isn't he? For sure. Even when we were on the fan war and we were talking to one of the fans, and it was like he spoke a lot about parents putting too much pressure on their yeah. kids he's like my dad knew I, if I didn't play well my dad knew I didn't want to play badly so he said he kept it fun didn't overtrain him didn't put too much pressure on his shoulders so that when it when it comes to times like this you can improve and you, you, you go out there and the first thing is his dad's always said to just enjoy the game and I think that's so key um, especially for like young kids coming up and, and parents who you know obviously you want your kid to do well but sometimes it's a softer touch that's, 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 that's the best and most productive way and obviously if you look at Jack look at the way his career's gone I think that, that proves it that's, that's the proofs in the pudding yeah, and of course, and as well as the uh, the emotion and the serious stuff, you did get a, a bit of a laugh out of it as well. We had some of the lighthearted stuff. I love the fact that we finally heard about Jack Grealish's hair regime and, of course, the Barnets in the England camp, which is great. So, obviously, I'm a shower and that. Yeah, okay. A little yeah, bit well, of we started right from the beginning. Yeah, though. a little bit of shampoo, conditioner. Okay. Um, is it leave-in conditioner? Are we talking about, are we talking about just straight in and out? No, no, no. Obviously, have it in for couple of minutes get the shower gel and that on and yeah, at the yeah. end wash it out um and then when i get out of the shower then obviously it's still a little bit wet so i dry it then i put moroccan oil in it okay moroccan oil uh whack the hair dryer out okay get the hair brush um obviously you know in the mirror doing my trim and that uh then when it's when I've like dried it with the hair dryer, obviously the Moroccan oil is still in there a little bit. Then I put hair bond in it, like a wax <laughs> okay. to style it. Yeah, yeah. And then I use uh, hairspray, the yellow got to be at the end, just to like, you know, hold it. So three things I use: Moroccan oil, hair bond wax, and then um, uh, the got to be hairspray. All right, well, listen, seven-year-old James, get you know if you got your mum's credit card, get down the supermarket, get all <laughs> get all of those things. I want a little deal as well there with Cheap. hair bond and, and got to be for that. Fair. Quickly, who takes who takes longer to get ready with the hair, you or Chili? Uh, nah, me, I think, because Chili just combs his, his back. Lego head. <laughs> so now we know Chili is Lego head. Is that a bit of a harsh nickname, Josh? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that one? I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Jack. Maybe it's the accent, maybe it's his personality, <laughs> but these names just stick around camp. So he calls Chili Lego head because he says his hair looks like he's, you know, when you get those Lego characters and they get the separate hair piece, yeah, yeah. he said that's, that's what Chili <laughs> looks like. And then, you know, he calls one of the camera guys here, uh, his name's Zander, and he calls him Andros because he looks slightly like Andros Townsend. Okay. Yeah. And that's stuck for years. And then, and then you know, he's also got a, to be fair, he's also got a, a nickname for Bukaya. It brings me perfectly onto my next clip. It's almost like we rehearsed it. Here is what he <laughs> said about Bukayo Saka. With that, we saw Saka in the back of that, uh, the back of that shot. Can you, can you give your side of the story where Longfoot come from? The nickname Longfoot? Nah, it's just me and Chili always like, get on to him sometimes. He's the <laughs> funniest guy, man. He's so funny. But um, no, I just one day I just looked at his foot and I was like, bro, how big is your foot? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, my size 10. But then he he tried... claims he's the same size as you. No, he's not. He's not. Because I wear eight in... In, um... in boots? No, in, in trainers. Okay. 
but I'm a nine and a half in boot. He just wears nine and a half boot, nine and a half trainers. <laughs> I swear, you should see his running shoes, mate. They're so big. So <laughs> big. Yeah, it's class. It's a really good chat, Josh. I really love uh, hearing from Jack Grealish. And like you say, he does seem to be one of the jokers, doesn't he? And I, I think a character and a person that, that all the England teams seem to love having around the place as well. Not on just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. One one thousand percent. He's he's like he's the life and soul. I think there's there's obviously a lot of young players, a lot of good players. And this he's part of the he kind of merges them all because yeah. even talking to to Raheem, he was like, I was like, I was like, who you been hanging around with and stuff like that. He's like, he was like, obviously I hang around with Marcus, I hang around with Jaden. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to know Chili and Jack a, a lot better. And it's like he he's just within all the groups. He's, yeah. he's he's a funny character. So yeah, no, he's he's a lovely guy. And I think that's why the fans love him as well is because he's a down to earth normal guy. Yeah, so true that. And I love that when he went on to say that these are the games you dream about being involved in on the Germany match. Uh, just finally, mate, what is coming up next on Lions Den? We've got a great run. Obviously, we've got a, a little bit of time until the Germany game, but we should be getting uh, the magic man, uh, Phil Foden on. We could Gosh. be getting on Luke Shaw. Uh, we can be getting on Declan Rice, a few special guests. So there's so much to come on Lions Den. I love ATs in it. So it's like we've got to, we've got to keep watching <laughs> to know who's coming up. It's a great show, exactly. mate. You did a good job. And as always, thanks for joining us. I'll speak to you again tomorrow. Absolute pleasure, Smithy. Top man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the official England podcast. Yesterday, I sat down exclusively with Sam Johnston. We spoke about his night with Ed Sheeran, his preparations for Germany, and which card game has been keeping him busy in camp. Pleased to say joining me on the official England podcast now is keeper Sam Johnson. Sam, thank you for joining us, mate. How you been? Yeah, good. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Nice to see you. Great to have you on. Uh, Germany just around the corner. We're all getting very excited about that fixture. How are the boys feeling? How's the mood in the camp? Yeah, good. Good. You know, it's a massive game, um, but the mood in the camp's positive. Um, it has been since we arrived, really, when we was at Middlesbrough a few weeks ago. Um, it's a great group to be involved with. Um, and yeah, you know, the lads are looking forward to the game. We know you're playing Germany now, but for one stage on Wednesday night, you were playing, I mean, every team, wasn't it? It changed so much. Did you all watch uh, how that Group F unfolded? Were you all sat around uh, together? What, what happened? Where did you watch it? Because it was a crazy night of football, wasn't it? 
it was weird really because it was that group was so close and the results were changing and you know we could have like you said played probably three different teams yeah. um and yeah look we had the day off um you know so I went and played a little bit of golf nice we came back and we had um we had a barbecue and I think everybody knows now that obviously Ed Sheeran came to to the hotel and sang for us so the lads were were listening to that and and um you know just having a good time and then eventually you know we watched the the last bit of um the the Germany game yeah. so um you know it was like you said it kept changing and um you know we, we concentrate on ourselves really it's you know we're interested in who we're going to play obviously but you know we couldn't affect that so you know we, we kind of just you know we, we ate as a team listened to I'd sing a few songs and then um, oh. just caught the end of it. So, so yeah, no, it was um, it was a light-hearted day really for us. Yeah, what a day that sounds like. I'm a, I'm a massive Ed Sheeran fan. So, talk me through that that evening. Then he just rocks in, plays a few acoustic sets on his guitar. I mean, that's that's a that's a great day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know the lads were starstruck. It was it was crazy. Um, you know, so like I said, it was down day. We'd, we'd been at golf all day and yeah. come back and and. Um, you know the barbecue was on. Uh, we all sat outside, and then Ed Sheeran turns up. Yeah, him and his guitar. And, wow. Uh, you know, sat with the lads. He made a mess- massive effort with the boys. Um, you know, such a great guy. Yeah. Spoke to everyone, um, and then eventually opened his his case and, and <laughs> took his took his guitar out, and then um, you know started singing a few tunes. Was Sam Johnston singing along to Thinking Out Loud or any of his tracks? <laughs> <laughs> I was humming. I was humming. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'd have spoiled, I'd spoiled his song if I started singing. <laughs> no, I could pen it from um, you then. You, you yeah. didn't get involved. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the lads did. Look, he, he wanted you involved. He, he was, he awesome. was, you know, he wanted us to, to sing with him and, and, you know, there was a, a good atmosphere and, um, you know, I felt I felt like he could kind of let his hair down a little bit as well, being around yeah. the lads and, interesting, um, a bit of normality for him as well. So, so yeah, no, it was really good. Um, Hurricane sorted it out for the boys, and and you know it's it's good to get the boys together. We've been on camp for a good few weeks now, and it's been intense with training every day and games, and and that was our, our our night for you know a bit of relaxation. Yeah, well deserved. Sounds like a class day. I can only I can only imagine what that was like. Wish I was there. Uh, so talk us through now. Obviously, I imagine it's slightly more serious. What's been going on sort of the last few days and today? Is it a lot of team meetings, a lot of time on the training pitch tactically? What's been going on uh, today in camp? Yeah, so we get up, we have our breakfast, and then we have um, a team meeting, and we go through clips of of Germany, um, and then we we go over to the the training facilities and and get ready for training, warm up in the gym, and then we're, we're out on the pitch. Is it almost in a way? At least now you know there's one focus. Is it is it in a way easier knowing that you are just focusing on one team? So I imagine the group dynamic, the games come so thick and fast. So do, do you like as players having a lot of time to focus on one particular opponent? Um, yeah, in a way, look, um, in the group stages, you, you concentrate on the team you're playing. Mm. Once that's out of the way, you go to the next team. But obviously, it's a, it's, it's a little bit quicker than this time round. We've, we've got a week between the last game and, and the Germany game. And, um, you know, so again, it's, it's we're getting the information. But at the moment, just little clippets here and there and, and not too much. Then as we closer, we are to, to Tuesday. 
um, the more information we'll get and you know it's a little build up really to, to the game and just a couple of light hearted ones to end I've been asking all the players what they've been up to in their downtime because you've got an array of uh, facilities there at St George's Park so what's Sam Johnston been doing to keep himself busy in your downtime <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we obviously uh, we get loads of downtime yeah. um, to be honest I try and long it out a little bit you know after training I'll go in the gym take my time I go in the the pool after it take my time and then and then have lunch so um I've not got as long of an afternoon I love um, that so just take free. your time take your time swimming and in the gym that's a, that's a good good way to do it yeah just 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 so then I've not got as long in the afternoon to to fill space um yeah. and then you know very different things we've we've been playing Uno with, have you um, I love Uno I've not heard any of the players say that who's in the Uno gang then I love Uno the Uno gang yeah the Uno gang started small and then grew it grew and I had to drop out to be honest with you I dropped out who's the king of Uno at England then the king of Uno it keeps changing hand it keeps changing hand literally it's, yeah um, it literally it literally does it does there's some um one day someone's happy, the next yeah. day they're not. So, um, you know, so there's that. And then we've got, obviously, big screens, watch TV. Yeah. We've got a juice bar to sit there with the lads, have a coffee, mm. get a, um, a healthy milkshake. Um, and that's all I've been doing, really. I don't like sitting in my room all afternoon and all night. So I tend to stay out of my room and just mix. And, you know, we've got a golf simulator, have a little go on that. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's various things that um, England have done for us that, can keep us keep you busy yeah I saw um, Saka on the golf simulator now he, <laughs> unbelievable footballer and he had a great game but uh, not the best golfer is that fair yeah. to say <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> everyone's seen that video haven't they um, I'm, I'm glad he didn't come out on the golf course the other day with us yeah, it's, um... <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you love it what are you like yeah. at golf better than Saka yeah. yeah 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 I'm not great but I'm a lot better than that yeah, Brilliant. yeah it's, um... no yeah golf is I'm just inconsistent. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hit a good shot, I'll hit a bad shot, but I just accept that I'll lose a load of balls. And, <laughs> um, you know, as long as I accept it and don't get frustrated, I'm all right with it. So um, I just think it's a perfect note to end it on by just getting your thoughts on playing at Wembley Stadium and just how special that's been for the squad to be playing at Wembley in a major tournament. Yeah, massive, massive, massive. Um, you know, with you have 25,000 fans there, majority yeah. are England fans supporting the lads um, I think that's obviously going up for the Germany game yeah. um, and it's somewhere we're, we're used to playing at um, we're comfortable playing at so that's a massive advantage for for us as a team and a, and a squad to to play the game there and and we've, you know we've it's been brilliant that we've had all our group stages there and the next game's there so hopefully we can um we can use it as a positive. Yeah, well said, Sam. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I'll let you get back to your downtime, the juice bar, the pool and the uh, the golf simulator and, and all the best <laughs> for the next game, mate. It's been great to chat to you. No, perfect. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Pop. You're listening to the official England podcast. Next up on the podcast is a man who's going to give us all the insight and views from the opposition camp. It is German football expert, Uli Hesse. Uli, thank you very much for joining us. I want to start by talking about Germany, won one, drew one and lost one in the group of death. So what have you made of their performances so far? Uh, well, well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, you know, it's been, I was born in 1966. So um, I've had my share of England versus Germany or West Germany games. Yeah. And this one is going to be really, really funny because, you know, I mean, 
you know, England to us seemed very efficient and well organized mm. and a bit more defensive than we thought. Whereas the Germans are, you know, very unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> Shambolic at times, very, very good at other times. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's roads reversed, you know. Yeah, it's a tough one to predict. Before we get into the actual game itself, I just want to get your insight into what the German media have been saying about Joachim Löw's side so far. So, so, so what is the, the reaction within Germany of, of the game so far? Is it, is it good? Is it bad? What are they saying? You know, it changes on a daily basis. Does it? That's, that's, that's why I ask, because it, it's so unpredictable, the German team. Yeah, it's also because each game was totally different. You know? Yeah. It's not like... It's not like maybe individual performances, you know, mm. vary or differ. It's the entire team looked totally different from one game to the next. Yeah. So that's very, very, um, very unusual. And what have you made in terms of qualifying from the group? Uh, was it job done or were you lucky to qualify? Be honest, Ali, be honest. Uh, this was really, I mean, the Hungary game was um, in many ways. I, I, actually, I can't remember having seen a Germany game like that. In, it was crazy, in, wasn't it? Yeah, it was also because, you know, I mean, it, you, you run into a counterattack, you know, you're a goal down, then suddenly something start going wrong. But the, the amazing thing was that then Germany equalized. And, you know, and from the kickoff, they conceded another mm. goal. I think that yeah. was the point where most people said, hang on, you know, we're getting knocked out of the tournament here. Mm. Because this was so, well so un-Germany like mm. and um yeah i mean of course you know the the two to equalize it was slightly deflected it was it was really it was crazy yeah you, you sound like even reliving it that you're quite nervous about whether germany would actually get through there i could see in your face reliving that it was a hard game to live through um i'm intrigued to know what you think of your the strengths and the weaknesses are of this team because a lot of players that we're familiar with so within germany yeah. who are the sort of danger men and where are the weaknesses in this team would you say um that is another very strange thing about the tournament um, because um, going into the tournament or maybe having a look at the last, I don't know, couple of years even, we mm. thought that our strong point is midfield, you know? Yeah. You know, no matter what sort of headaches we're going to have, they won't have anything to do with midfield. <gasps> you know, you've got Tony Crowe's a passing machine. I mean, you've got Ilkay yeah. Gundogan, you know, one of the best yeah, players player. in the Premier League. You've yeah. got Joshua Kimmich, right? Who's, um, now suddenly... That seems to be the big problem, mm. um, mainly because it's very un- it seems very uncertain of actually we, how we should line up in midfield. Um, have, before the first game, and this hasn't really changed. <laughs> it's, it's, it has happened before every game, and will happen before the England game. Everybody will say, "Well, where do we put Joshua Kimmich?" Mm. You know, he is one of our best. He was one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. But Joachim mm. Löw, the national coach. His idea seems to be um, playing Kors and Gundogan, yeah, yeah, in front of the back line, and Joshua Kimmich on, well, on the right, you know, on the right side of midfield, even at right back, mm. you know, and and most people are very unhappy about that because they feel that you know Kimmich's perfect position is rather in in central midfield, and so there have all been those kinds of debates, you know, have been raging on. It's interesting you say that because in England there's a lot of, a lot of people have debates on who should play for England in the attacking areas and, and it's and, and because we have such an amazing array of talent it, no one can agree on it's very tough for these managers to pick the best players obviously and it's it's interesting to hear that Germany have have similar issues with regards to personnel and formation one player I wanted to speak to you about was Timo Werner we saw him mm. have a great season a few years back in the Bundesliga been a bit sort of hot and cold for Chelsea although I suppose 
he would argue that he had a very successful season in terms of winning the Champions League. What has the viewpoint been within Germany of Timo Werner? Probably, I think most German fans would probably look at him not unlike Chelsea fans look at him. <laughs> you know, very, right. very good, very talented player. A bit, you know, lacks a bit consistency. Maybe he could, mm. maybe he could work on his finishing. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's probably the same for Germany. It's also that um, um, the, the games so far have been not good games for Timo Werner, style-wise, if you know mm. what I mean. Okay. I mean, he, yeah. he, I mean he, he did come on against Hungary. But, of course, that was the sort of game where, I mean, that, that was another point of, you know, where, where we were very briefly talking about the, the Hungary game. But, um, mm. you know, as a fan, you looked at the game and, and the longer it lasted. And suddenly the national coach brings on Timo Werner, you know, who needs room, space in front of him. You know, he's very fast. Mm. And, you know, hang on, this is not the sort of game for Timo yeah, Werner. Yeah, right? I know what you mean. And then he brings yeah. on Thomas Müller, who we thought would not be playing because he's injured. Mm. That's, I think, that was a sign of how desperate, you know, Germany were at that point, you know, they just mm. got throwing everything into the game, which they had. Yeah, interesting. So let's look ahead at the big game then, England against Germany. Now, I've been doing my research and, and I've been reading what the German press have been saying about this upcoming game. I'm going to give you some quotes from uh, Bild and various other tabloids in Germany that I've read. And some of the headlines, we have won all the big games since 1966. Hello, Wembley. Here we are again. These are all German reports that I, I've read. If Boris Becker's living room is called Wimbledon, then the parlour of German football is Wembley. It goes on to say, no stadium outside of Germany makes our hearts beat faster than the huge box in the north of London for the sheer joy of the next big win. And then there's one that says, dear Englishman, Germany is coming home. And at most he goes to Rome again for the quarterfinals. We'll definitely be back for the semifinals <laughs> and finals at, <laughs> wait for it, our Wembley. Now, only a German media getting a bit carried away, a bit overconfident here. Go yeah, on, talk to me. But, but wait, be honest, there is some truth to it, isn't there? Oh, uh, okay, go on. I, I mean, you know, it was a German who scored the last of a goal, you know, at the old Wembley. Yeah, that's true. Were, you know, I mean, we had an old German Champions League final at Wembley. Yeah. So it's, there is some sort of, you know, uh, resonance the, the, the place does have some resonance for us of course. yeah unfortunately doing my research I, I, I have to agree with you Germany's record at Wembley uh, you, you are right there have been some very uh, iconic wins for Germany at Wembley uh, what, what have the German press made of England's performances so far and and how much of a challenge England will be for Germany yeah, like I half-jokingly said at the beginning it seems <laughs> to be like you know suddenly the English are the Germans you know very yeah. very efficient not not as well not that, well, what's the term here? Not as gung-ho as we thought mm. they would be. You know, you, you mentioned all the, uh, all that, you know, the, the talent up front, you know, which is amazing. Um, and then they looked to us like a team who's just doing the minimum they have to do to go through. Mm. Um, whereas the Germans, you know, were, well, at times brilliant, at times shambolic. Um, so, so like I said, it's roads reversed. And I think, I mean, the, the interesting thing was to me that before the Hungary game, of course, um, you, you, know, you know, you've got your pundits on television everywhere, everywhere mm. and they had these various scenarios, you know, if we go through, who are we going to play? Yeah. Uh, and and um, the options were Switzerland and um, Belgium and England. Yeah. And most everybody agreed that England would be the best opponent. Really? Yeah, main, it was mainly because, well, the argument went as such, that when does Belgium are very, very good, they're probably too good yeah. for this German okay. team. The Swiss 
you know, have a lot of players who know Germany very well. They play in Germany. And the Swiss yeah. would have been another team with that, you know, that, that would have been the outsiders, you know, and Germany had to you know, take the game to them. And many people felt that's, well, that the German team has problems doing that. So mm. there, was, there was a general consensus that, you know, playing England, where wow, uh, it would sort of be uh, sort of it would be an even ma- evenly matched, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, including the national coach, and I mean, Kicker Magazine, um, Kicker Magazine, you know, the G- Bible of German football. They published yes. they published a slightly we say slightly critical comment yesterday um, because Joachim Löw said that he was looking forward more or less forward to playing England because. Mm. Um, it meant that you know England wouldn't be you know it would be another of those teams who just put everybody behind the ball and waited for the Germans to come at them. Okay. And and a kicker said, "Well, National Joachim Löw, have you seen England play? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like <laughs> you know they're throwing everybody forward, and yeah. you know, uh, so maybe they will sit back and wait for Germany to come at them. And you know, having seen how much problems that caused for the Germans." Wow, it's fascinating to hear you say that about um, the, the favourable route. Um, we had Julian Laurent on, who's a European football expert, yesterday, who says uh, he, he, the England-Germany game is such a tough one to predict, but he yeah. does think that whoever wins that will be playing in the final, given the pathway that awaits afterwards. Yeah. Would you agree with him? Do you think this is such a big opportunity for both England and Germany? Um, it, it is certainly, it is certainly a, a very good opportunity for both teams. I mean, yeah. I'm not totally sure about the Germans because you know I, I'm on an England podcast I mean, we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, very good point we're talking about England versus Germany and I thought yeah. that somebody would bring up the idea of you know Germany and England being these these fierce rivals from way yeah. back and so on to which my stock reply is always that yes well for, for Germans the English aren't really we, we don't consider them a rival you know we're looking forward to the games it, it, it's really big games fantastic you know traditional laden and everything there are other teams we consider more arrivals. One of them, okay. by the Dutch. Oh, right. You know, and, and they would be, you know, on that on the pass to the final. Yeah, they're in the, the Dutch the would be probably wait. And that's another game where I don't think many Germans would look forward to very much. Mm, okay. Um, because, because, yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's, well, there's, there's Italy. Um, yeah. Probably right now, Germany's fiercest footballing rival. Interesting to get that perspective. Really, thank you so much. Very quickly, score prediction, England, Germany. What's the score going to be? Are you ready? Yes. England are going to win on penalties. Wow. There you have a German football expert predicting that England are going to beat Germany on penalties. I will take that early. You're welcome back on the podcast anytime you like. Thank you very much for joining us. It was my pleasure. Bye-bye. Wow, what about that prediction from German football expert Uli Hesser? I am all over that and would take that every day of the week. So that is all for today's show. I'm not sure about you, but I don't know how much more excited I could be for the round of 16. Enjoy those matches this evening as you've got Wales against Denmark and Italy against Austria to look forward to. Should be two cracking games. And I will be back tomorrow with all the latest from camp. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? This is the only place where you can get exclusive daily access to the England team. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. See you tomorrow. Stay safe and come on England. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.